Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Prisoner's Pardon Podcast, a weekly podcast designed to help you put aside any doubts to the realness of spiritual prisons. As always, what these prisons look like and their dynamics will be the topic with the end goal to help anyone escape using the insight that will be brought to you here. Michi J will be your host, and she's the author of the book A Prisoner's Pardon, which this podcast is an outgrowth of. Please be advised this show will be only giving an account of personal experiences and testimonies. Each individual is different and in no way advising how to specifically address a particular person's situation. We ask that you always seek the advice of a pastor and or other authority for assistance. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Picking up. This is Michi, Michi J. Lord. Oh, you know who who it is? Well, I've been picked up again, and I'm in I'm in jail. I'm in prison again right now. Lord, could you please help me? What 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 happened? Oh, I was I was looking for love. I was trying to find love. Yet, yes, 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 Lord. Ah. And so what happened was I was looking around and I really, really thought this is what what you wanted for me. So I went along with it and I allowed him to be in my life, Lord, because I thought I thought that was you. You you didn't tell me that, Lord. What? Hi everyone, this is Michi J and thank you for coming to our broadcast today. We will be talking about the importance of love. I hope you enjoyed the intro. I really enjoyed doing it because you know what? Unfortunately, it is real life. Now, we will be talking about, again, the importance of love. What is love? its power and why we need to be motivated by love as well as guarding our hearts and just the importance of that and how to do that. So I don't know if you remember this song because as I was doing this, putting this together, I couldn't help but think of this song. It came out in 1993 by Hathaway. I had to look it up. I know because of copyrights, I really can't um, just um, play too much of it. But I wanted you to hear it because I don't know if my voice is good enough. But I'm going to sing along too so we can get into the groove of what we're going to be talking about here. Okay? So here we go. Okay. This love, baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. Do you remember this? I remember this. <laughs> it is a groovy beat, okay? We're about to get into this episode. 
That's how we're going to do this episode. What is love? Okay, that's enough. I don't want to infringe on copyrights here. But, again, what is love? Um, we're starting here because, you know, everything started here. Everything started with love because God is love. Um, I believe I told you already that I was involved with a domestic and I even had to testify on the stand. And do you know the first question I was asked by the DA, the prosecuting <laughs> attorney, he said, do you love your husband? I was like, oh, where is he going with this? I smell a trap. So I answered like, what we call love as a Christian is different than the world calls love. So could you tell me what you're talking about? What type of love are you talking about here? Because what he was trying to do, he was trying to um, set, set me up. And he know I didn't want to testify, but I was testifying. I was going to tell the truth, and which I did. But he was trying to um, establish a motive that, hey, I would say anything to get my husband out of trouble. But I'm sorry, Mr. D.A., you don't understand love. I did get a chance to answer that at the end at sentencing. And, you know, I can't help but think, we all have to answer this question um, now or at the end of when we stand before God and we will have to give our testimony. Now, what is love? God is love. You know, in 1 John 4, 8, it says, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Now, as we all know, God, he loves so much, too. It's a part of his nature. And he says, in, in scripture, it says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, this is our pardon. This is the basis for everything. Now, one of my favorite authors, uh, which is Charles Spurgeon's, and I pulled um, some uh, article from his, um, the Spurgeon Archive, which is on immeasurable love. And he says here, whence came that love? Where did it come from? Not from anything outside of God himself. God love, God love springs from himself. He loves because it is his nature to do so. God is love. So we as humans, I think, well, maybe I'm just talking about myself if you don't want to recognize that. We tend to dumb down stuff because, you know what, we, we can't see things, um, a lot of things that's spiritual. But we tend to think of it only in the, the expressions of, but it is, it does take other forms. Um, we see it in, um, the romantic, you know, we call it eros in the Greek and storgy, um, family love, that's storgy and uh, phila, which is uh, brotherly love in agape, divine love. And we saw that expressed in Jesus Christ um, when he died for us and how God gave 
us his son which is Jesus Christ to die for us it says in 1st John 4 10 in this in this is love not that we love God but that he loved us and he sent his son to be the perpetuation for our sins that's a big word I hardly can say it but this is our pardon he took our place it was a substitute and in John 15 13 it says no greater love has no one than this that to lay down one's life for his friends and that's exactly what God did Christ did for us so that is love God is love he showed it he demonstrated it it's not just saying the words like so many people I know try to do and it was not just a debt that's not being paid no consequences with this prosecutor um, was trying to think that I was doing here because I believe that my husband should be prosecuted he was guilty and there should be some consequences but he didn't understand where I was coming from but how powerful is it we said we were going to talk about this how powerful is it now this is the motor that drives all our actions all our desires our what we love and it's very powerful like if I don't know about if you know it or not but if you don't have a motor in your car it's not going anywhere it it's what drives the car that engine that's what love is that's how powerful it is and you know it never fails in first corinthians 13 8 it said love never fails and it's so powerful even paul was talking about it in first corinthians 13 1 though i speak with the tongues of men and of angels but have not love i have become sounding brass or a clinging symbol now he was one of the smartest men ever that was paul now that's how powerful God, love is and it actually helps to transform us as well it, it's very very powerful and it's what you know the holy spirit helps us empowers us to be able to work in that power that power of love now it also can get us in prison like in a domestic or anything else where you you find that you're doing stuff for other people rather than for God and you can get into a whole lot of trouble and I have heard is so many women that's locked up because of loving someone who did not know what love is or being themselves not knowing what love is and again a lot of these women are locked up and some are even given their lives because they didn't know they were just following this person like gods they like they're a god but it's god who they should be following now it's not about having power over people and controlling people and that's what people you have this world try to do at times it's about money it's about things and in first timothy 16 it says for the love of money the love of money it's not wrong with having money but if you love it 
It's a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. We've seen this all the time, what happens. And it's really given us a poor testimony. And that leads us why it is, you know, why it has to be our motive. Love has to be our motive because we lose our testimony. You know, it is our ID. Remember, God is love. We're known by love. It's our ID. Christ expressed it at its most highest form by dying for us. So it's a part of our ID. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. That's what it says in 1 Corinthians 13, 4. So love has to be our motive because it is who we are. That's who God is. It shows our fruit. And also, too, the two most important commandments hinges on this. In Mark 12, 30 and 31, it says, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So love has to be your motive. Now, we also want to say, like, what, why, why is this important? Because we, we have to guard our heart. So that we do not sin against God. We have to love him with our whole heart. Otherwise, if we're not doing that, we're allowing the enemy to use someone else to come in and take our affections away from God and our faithfulness to God. We're no longer being faithful because we're putting someone else in the place of God or just leaving God out where it's just he doesn't get just a little corner of our time of our interest and we need to recognize this this is a sin because remember the 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 most important commandments here we are to love him with all our mind you know with all our heart with all our soul so if we're doing something in place of that and loving someone else, I mean, I can use myself as another example of this. I was loving my husband and doing things for him way beyond what I should have been doing. And God brought this to my attention and was saying, like, you should be recognizing me and preparing for me to come, preparing for preparing for his return. And I was doing all that for him. And, and believe me, when you're in those type of relationships, those um, dominating relationships, they want all the attention. You don't have no time for nobody else. You are trapped in that. So this is why it's important to guard your heart so you don't sin against God. You don't get trapped 
um, in this prison because now you you're in sin. Now the enemy, you know, he can come and accuse you of this, and and rightly so. You know, because now you're separated from God, and when you get separated from God, you're you're just toast. You're just you're just toast. You lose things. You lose your inheritance. You lose your your marriage. You lose your kids. You if your finances are a mess, you you you're in depression. You have uh, anxieties, and where all these things are why it's important to guard your heart. You know, now you're locked up and you're calling on people and, you know, like, oh, please help me. And, you know, you're, you're locked up now. You, you, hope, you heard the intro. But thank God that if you pray to God, he's always there and he will listen. And he will listen to your prayers. And if you're praying with all your heart, because he, he knows if you're lying or not so it's not god is not someone who you can play in this game because he is not to be mocked now how do you guard your heart first you do you really have to read your bible and know the word and and that way you have a relationship with christ and you know what he's saying and david said it perfectly in psalms 119 11 your, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. When you hide that in your heart, you fall in love with Christ. You, your desires are for spiritual things and not for um, non-spiritual things of, like of the flesh, which leads to sin and which leads to prison and ultimately to death, captivity. You... You lose the enemy. Remember, he's here to steal, kill, and destroy. And unfortunately, um, he can take your testimony. He can't take your salvation, but he can take your, your testimony. So in, in order to guard your heart, you need to examine yourselves too. You ask the spirit to come in and just help you. And he will find the it. The Holy Spirit will find it. And he will convict you of it. And one thing's of uh, that you're if you're out of source because in love you're supposed to be in love is the fruit of the spirit and they talk about it in Galatians 5 23 where it says the fruit but the fruit of the spirit is love that's the first thing is joy peace long-suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control Against such things, there is no law. So you're free if you're doing this. But if you're locked up and if you have not any fruit like this, you won't have this fruit. So examine yourselves. So in 1 Corinthians 11, 28 through 29, it said, Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. This is talking about the communion time when we we are one of the ordinances God set for us to do to bring this to remember him. And he's saying that this is so important that we are in love. This is our ID. That's him. You know, we can't even be in Christ and we need to be in Christ because that is our covering. 
And also it says in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you unless, of course, you fail that test? So you're guarding your heart by testing these things. And if you find that you, you've fallen off, you need to correct that right away and confess. You know, a lot of people don't want to take responsibility for this. That's why they're locked up. And as children of faith, we need to confess. And like James says, and you know how James is. He really lays it on us Christians. He In James 5, 16, he says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So your friends and your fellow brethren will help you. And they will pray for you. And a lot of times they will call in, in if they see you in something and sin, they will say, no, my sister and my brother, you need to, to um, look at this and change this and repent from that. So they actually help us um, guard our hearts. So you have to be in fellowship with your local church, with your family in that respect, and to help guard your heart. Now, also in 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay? All unrighteousness. So, Jesus is given, that's a promise, that's part of the pardon that he's faithful and that he he will be faithful even though we're not and we're being rebellious you know either in ignorance or or whatever you you're still locked up and you're in prison and you need to get out but god has made a way and you need to put on that breastplate of righteousness that's christ when he said that he will cleanse us also guarding your heart too you need to be not just confessing and repenting, but you need to be forgiving people and pardoning them for whatever they may have done to you. Because that's part of our prayers. It's like, Lord, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. We, we can't ask for forgiveness and we are giving none. We have to, and if you don't forgive, it's, it poisons your heart. And it just, it will just leave you just at the mercies of the enemy and just no breastplate is on whatsoever. And I've seen so many, you know, women or, you know, and sometimes men who have gotten hurt where they just give up. Now, it's no hope. Now, this is your hope chest. This is the heart. Your, it's your hope in your chest, your hope chest. So, and many people lose trust in not just people, but in God, because they weren't guarded. You have people suffering because of this, because you have people just looking for love and they're finding it in all the wrong places. You know, people are online looking for love because, you know, it's a need. It's, it's something what God put in us. For us to need him and 
us to find him and father because only he can fulfill all our needs and all our desires so this is what love is why it's powerful because it's very it's transforming because you could tell what a person loves by, by looking at their checkbook what they're doing how they're acting it motivates you and this you really have to guard your heart because to have to have not a prison mentality you you have to guard your heart you have to have a palace mentality again the armor here that you have to be using is the breastplate of righteousness i mean you constantly going to christ and confessing these things and he's righteous he he cleanses you that's your breastplate of righteousness and you you can't go nowhere without your helmet. I'm sorry. I know a lot of us when we were growing up, when we rode our bikes, we didn't wear helmets. And they're really wearing helmets now. It's like it does at times, yeah, it still look goofy to me. But if we look at it like that stuff, helmet of salvation, because the enemy always, he's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. And he comes through the mind and your thoughts. And you have to um, utilize the pardon that you have the rights that you have, the righteousness that you have to tell them, no, uh-uh, you know, this is this is the law. You have to know the word now to know that. And I'm sorry, if you're not saved and you're not in Christ, you don't you don't have no rights like that. But we we want to give you that invitation because you're seeing why it's so important that you need to be in Christ and be covered by this pardon and have these rights and how God and Jesus will come and stand and, and just be with you to um, in the courtroom. I've seen many. I was in that courtroom, remember? And, I, it, and it happens. You can, look, you can really call like a part of the, the DA, the prosecuting attorney for you, against you, is basically the devil. Because he's all the time accusing us. In the vision of... Um, of the high priest and I believe that was in, in Zechariah um, and it was like they're saying here when then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at the right hand to oppose him this is scripture now this is in um, Zechariah 3 verses uh, I want to say 1 through 5 and it says, then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at the right hand to oppose him. You know, he right there. He try, he's trying to get you. He's trying to get you. And he'll tempt you, tell you, lie to you. And then he'll be right there to be Johnny on the spot. Be the first one telling God on you and trying to get you locked up and keep you locked up. Now, and he's saying, and the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan, the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you now Jesus is going to rebuke him for you isn't that like a praise report right there he said the Lord rebuke you Satan the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem he chose you God chose you okay you now have these rights is this not a brand plucked from the fire that's us that's what that that pardon was. We were plucked from the fire because we was on our way to hell, and we know this. In the handbasket, 
Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel. That's sin sin. That's what sin is. Filthy garments, you know, separated from God. That's what death is all about because sin leads to death. That's the rewards of sin. It's going to get you death. Now then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him saying, take away the filthy garments from him. That's our Lord. Now he's coming back and saying, take away the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, see, see, I have removed your iniquity from you. And I will clothe you with rich robes. Get out that, get out the orange, get out the orange, you guys. Get out that prison mentality. Take off that orange stuff, okay? And put on your robes, your white robes. And then it says, and I said, let them put a clean turban on his head. Okay? You covered. You know, it's clean. No, no more iniquity, no more branding and saying, you got this, you can't be this, you're never going to be loved, no one's going to like you, you know, you got to serve me over here, you don't want to be alone because God is always with you. He said, so they put a clean turban on his head and they put the clothes on him and the angel of the Lord stood by. Okay, that's us. You, you have to know this law because the enemy is not going to broadca broadcast this and let you know that. You have rights, my fellow brethren, that you don't suppose to be locked up like that. But if you got that prison mentality, you've been institutionalized and not and don't have a palace mentality, you're going to be still locked up in there. Because, you know, I heard the story about when the slaves were set free, they were still out there on those slave plantations. Because they could not comprehend that they were free. But that's what's going on right now with people of faith so it's it's again you know this is a process of sanctification and i i spell it s-a-i-n-t instead of s-a-n-c-t you know because that's what it is sanctification that's us as saints we were getting prepared to do battle and, and actually prepared for our promised land and when we are serving god in the kingdom to come so we're in training now we're on trials and tests to um, actually build us up and mature us not to harm us like the enemy is trying to do but so we you have to give a praise report here so remember what the importance of love is everything hinges on this everything hinges on this our ideas why God came and, and what he's doing and, of course, the, the enemy wants to pervert this all day long. Everything is perverted. He just turns it upside down. What's right is wrong. What's wrong is right. He puts all this pornography and the messages and the music and all this stuff where you, you don't know what love is anymore. It's like some little, like a brief little feeling. You're so cheated. You're so cheated. It's time to get your inheritance back. And, again, I, I invite you the ones who are listening who don't know Christ as their Lord and Savior. You need to get in Christ and get a covering and have a home base. Because if you're out there without no covering, no home, you are no match for the enemy. He's going, he can possess you. Like I said in the first episode, saints, we can't be possessed, but we can, we can be oppressed. Okay. <laughs> so, but the, you know, if you're not covered and you're not covered by the blood, 
in, and it's the same thing what's going on with the story of Egypt and how the blood post, you know, how they put blood on the post. That's the same. It was shadowing what's coming, what's going on, because the power is in the blood. You know, we we get we hear about transfusions all the time. It, the life is in the blood. OK, but in this in this life, it's in the blood of the lamb. So that's our show. And I just want to thank you all who have listened and you all just have a great great day and god bless now breathe in and breathe out finally brethren my fellow travelers here in this world and to all my listeners whatever things that are true whatever things that are noble Whatever things that are just, whatever things that are pure, whatever things that are lovely, whatever things that are of good rapport. If there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you've learned and received and heard on this show via the Holy Spirit. These things do, and the God of peace will be with you. This is developed from Philippians chapter four, verses eight through nine. Thank you for listening to A Prisoner's Pardon Podcast with Mishi J. We pray that you've been blessed by today's episode. We ask that you please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Don't wait. Subscribe now so you'll be automatically notified when a new show is aired. Because it very well may have been the show that gives you the answers you've been searching for. Now, if you suspect you're in a spiritual prison, Mishi J has provided a questionnaire on how to tell if you're in one. Free of charge, she's providing this to our listeners. Just go to the episode show notes and download this valuable resource. Now, until our next inspiring show, God bless.